Ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, episode 301. I promise that I'm not going to name and number every episode in the preamble, but, you know, we got to 299, we got to 300, now we're starting, and then hopefully the next 300, it's episode 301. Dan O'Brien's coming back. You know him from Wine Wall of Dragons, a.k.a. Game of Thrones, recap fame. Uh, Dan's been a pundit for a long time. Dan actually gave an impassioned plea for Janet Jackson to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the 2019 class. And um, he and I are going to talk about those who were just inducted into the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class. Uh, Should be a good one. Should be a real good one. So going to hit the theme song. Going to let Dan participate in places listening and things like that. Thanks for listening as always. Uh, Dan literally is texting me right now that he's ready to roll. So without further ado, Filibuster Freestyle coming your way after the theme song. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle, Filibuster, Filibuster Oh yeah, ladies and gents, as promised, Dan O'Brien joins us from Philadelphia. First of all, how are you, Dan? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm very well. Uh, You have got the phone perched amongst some tin cans. Yeah. So what we're going to do is just play a little game on the side here, the filibuster freestyle, where if you happen to hear some type of tin can-ish noise or percussion from Dan's end, um, you know, if you're drinking coffee or tea or, or a beer or an orange juice, just have a sip, you know? Have a sip. Little it's, a real, uh, it's a real close encounters of a third kind situation going on in my kitchen right now. Lots of things dangling and being set up to make this work. Well, I'll tell you what. It's, it's, it's a makeshift studio is the best kind of studio, right? So, so thanks for being on. Um, we don't usually do it this way, but places listening, we're going to go old school. I'm going to bring you through some of the highlights to get right. this thing started. So I'm, I know you know the answer to the number one place listening on earth right now. Tell us. I sure do. I sure do. It is. Is it? Uh, oh, well, I can I just say the country. I don't necessarily know the, the exact city. Okay. Uh, is the country France? Oh, we, oui, senor. We, oui, monsieur. Excellent. Uh, That's very nice. Yeah, Paris, France continues to dominate, followed by Mountain View, California, and San Jose, California. So Silicon Valley, heavy Finally catching on, heavy yeah. into it. And then um, you like these two though. Amsterdam's number four this week, and. Amongst the top five or ten places listening, our long-lost number one listeners in Ashburn, Virginia, decided to grace us with their presence again. So thank you to those in Ashburn, Virginia, for doing your part. Now, real quick, let me interject. You, I remember that, was that the same person that like downloaded it like 187 times in a week or something like that the one time? Ashburn, Virginia, for a long time, especially before this whole French phenomenon happened in December, um... They were like the number one place, like eighty percent of the time for like three years in a row, and we still have no idea who or whom they or the group of them are. Um, yeah, hit us up. We've been asking them to hit us up, but but uh, equally as important to the folks in Paris, France, Trébion, we love you guys. Thank you so much. You know. Yeah. That that being said, there's not going to be a lot of content that is. Uh, you know, specifically the, for the Francophile tonight, at least. No, probably not, um, because Daft Punk is not getting inducted to the Hawk Hall of Fame. So, um, yeah, and, 
a famous John Lennon quote, uh, French is to rock and roll bands as the English are to wine. Ooh, John yeah. Lennon. What? I don't know yeah. if I agree with that, folks, in France. I'm on your side. <laughs> I actually, I did some very light Googling, and he was kind of right. I mean, listen, so far he's been right, but we'll see how it plays out with Bastille. I like those guys. Oh. <laughs> they got a future. Anyway, France, USA, Netherlands are the top three countries listening, followed by the UK, Spain, Australia. But then it gets a little weird, Dan. Uh, the triumvirate of Iran, Turkey, and Iraq follow through. Yeah. And um, if anybody listened to episode 299 with Jeremy Johnson in the car, I'm not shocked that the intelligence agencies in Iran, Turkey, and Iraq may have been interested in the freestyle. Oh, now I'm titillated. I didn't, I didn't catch that episode yet, but I'm going to have to go back and find that out. It's a nice trip down, um, like, uh, writer's workshop conspiracy theory lane, okay? Yikes. Oh, oh, okay. Good time. Well, I can imagine. I imagine why Iraq and Iran and Turkey. There's a lot of things going on there right now, specifically Iraq and Iran, and yes. they're just looking for some. They're just looking for some light, family-friendly entertainment, and that's what the filibuster freestyle is all about. Yes, and that's what we're here to do, 99 percent of the time, including tonight. So, quickly, just want to get a hot, hot, immediate reaction from you. Bad Boys for Life, aka Bad Boys Part Three. I'm all. I'm all in on it. How do you feel? No, of course. I have the same feeling of that as uh, I did seeing the, um, what's it called? The Top Gun. Oh, trailer. yeah. Top Gun like, Maverick, yeah. Takes takes me back. Great trailer. I'm not expecting it to win any Oscars. Nope. I'm just looking, loaded, looking for a, a lighthearted action romp. That's it. Uh, you know, you're going to take me to the edge. You're going to think the bad guys are going to win at some point, And then the good guys are going to triumph. And that, I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm getting walking in there. And I'm excited for it. Me too. Let me let me just my one comment besides everything you just said, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Oh, nice! This is rare for Hollywood to do a, a trilogy in like it came out in '95. The sequel was like seven years later ish, and then mm-hmm. Part Three is about seventeen years after Part Two. Um, just for perspective, both Spider-Man and Batman franchises have been rebooted twice each between Bad Boys Two and Bad Boys Three. That kind of grosses me out a little bit. Yeah, about Spider-Man and Batman, but not about bad boys, of course. Yeah, but I, and let me be clear. Like, I'm not saying that this movie... I I know I already said it's not going to win any awards. I'm not saying it's even going to be good. It might not. It very well might be an absolute dog. Will Smith's been on a bit of a streak recently. He um, needs this one. He, need, he doesn't even... And I feel like everybody likes him. Everybody's pulling for him for the most. He's a talented guy. He's very charismatic. And he... I, I wish he made... I wish he was just in better movies. Um, but I, I think that this could be a real fun old school action movie that a lot of people see. I agree. And I just, I, you know, I love that they decided to just marinate the heck out of part three of the trilogy. Why not? And so, all, both of them, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith both look fantastic. It's not like you're dragging out people like the old bones, having Robert De Niro playing a 30 year old, you know, in the Irishman or whatever. Uh, that was they tough. Both look, they both look better than I do, for God's sakes. And I, Martin Lawrence, at least, has lived hard from what I've heard. I read the tabloids. <laughs> well said. Um, for sure. But, you know, you bring up old bones, and that's great, because we're actually here to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, Literally old bones. And every year, without fail, at least two of like the six acts inducted are basically at fantasy camp playing a concert for the first time in 20 years, which is okay because the work they did before that earned them the right to be there usually. So that's 
But there are a lot of old bones involved with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame these days. That's fair, is it not? Yeah, of course. And and it's not all for my taste. I get that. I, I don't think we're you and I or I, either of us are coming in no. to this lens and being like, oh, I've never heard of that band or I didn't like that band, so they shouldn't be in it. It's no. not about that at all. If anything, uh, you and I are now of the age where bands that we liked as kids are becoming eligible for as first ballot Hall of Fame nominees. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it's getting more for us. Yeah. So, and, and I appreciate, like, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll cover a bunch of bands in yes. the next What's this going to be, three, four hours? Yeah, at least at least four or five hours, definitely. <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> Hold on to your seats, folks. <laughs> yeah, like we'll cover bands like Kraftwerk and things like that where it is not in my wheelhouse. I do not know about it, but yeah. I can appreciate their influence. I can appreciate what they did at the time, being ahead of the curve and all that stuff. All right, yep. do I like their – am I ever going to listen to their music? No, outside of maybe prepping for a pod here. Yeah, right. But I can understand like, all right, I see how they would be in there. Yeah, that makes sense. You know 100%. who doesn't make sense, Gavin? Tell me. T-Rex. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Are you? Do you just want to go all in on them right off the top here? <laughs> I want to go in on them for 45 straight minutes. Okay. Well, let me just set the stage for everybody at home just so they know who else besides the infamous T-Rex is being, is being inducted in 2020. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. So, number one, for the first time in seven years – of fan voting, the fan vote number one vote getter is not being inducted, and that is Dave Matthews Band. We will cover that extensively, but it is the first time in seven years that the winner of the popular vote has not gotten inducted. Big step. Uh, and yeah, I think you and Roscoe are going to touch on that a little more, right? We will. And I just want to say this, and we'll, re- we'll restate it for Roscoe P. when he joins the pod next week. He despises Dave Matthews Band, and he is ready to make an impassioned plea that they should have gotten in because that's how egregious he feels the fans getting gypped is. And we'll get to that when we get to that. But anyway. I did, for the record, just put this at the end of his conversation. I disagree. Okay, good. Well, we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> but getting in, getting in, more importantly, right, we've got Whitney Houston, which we'll cover. The Notorious B.I.G., which we will cover. Uh, 80s synth poppers, Depeche Mode. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Godfather of Industrial Rock Pop, Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. And the Doobie Brothers, okay? 70s and early 80s legends in like six different forms of music. And then, of course, T-Rex. T-Rex. Okay, so let me start with this. When I voted... And made my votes on November 7th. I'm going to share my votes with you. Do you have your votes? Do you remember your votes? Mostly. Okay. Well, I voted for Biggie. He got in. I voted for Whitney. She got in. I voted for Nine Inch Nails. They got in. I voted for Soundgarden because I've got a a soft spot for Chris Cornell. Mm -hmm. And I voted for Dave Matthews Band, honestly, because I felt like they were the biggest lock to get in. So, So irony there is that they did not get in. Um... But they were. But I, the one fact I have on Dave Matthews Band, besides winning the vote, is only two bands in the history of rock and roll have more number one albums than Dave Matthews Band. They are the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. So, pretty good company to keep. Pretty interesting snub. We'll focus on that later. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I this is the thing. I I just gotta let. This, I think that says more about the record industry currently and the the rapidity of Dave Matthews 
nerd fans that follow them around all the time okay. and buy everything that they put out more than and also it's not a popularity contest you know like Jimmy Buffett has sold, uh, sold a lot of albums I don't think he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame he's not breaking any new ground um, <laughs> when you say it like that it makes a lot more sense <laughs> totally okay. fair well, thank you. but I do, I do remember my, what I uh, what I submitted you mentioning that yeah um, what do you got what do you have just to get it on record you know, Biggie, Whitney, Nine Inch Nails, and then my other two were Soundgarden, who, um, it's like, I'm, I'm not rabid about it. I wasn't, you know, super peeved that they didn't get in. I get it. I sure. think they'll have their time down the road. I agree with that. Um, yeah, so it was just like, okay. Um, and then the fifth one was Pat Benatar for me, and I think we'll get into her. Oh, we're going to talk about Pat Benatar for sure. And honestly, the yeah. more research I did today, the more I want to talk about Pat Benatar. So, um, good, good, good. So anyway, I just want to point out, let's just go through the ones who got in. And So you and I have talked. We had an impassioned plea about a year and a half ago for Janet Jackson to, for God, please, get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And not yes. only did they listen to us on this podcast, but... It worked. You're welcome, Janet. But more importantly, they listened to the people, and they listened to, to their hearts, and they listened to facts, because Janet Jackson deserves to be in. So the biggest, legend, yeah. yes, the second biggest oversight that they have had, in my opinion, in the last three to five years after Janet is Whitney Houston. And now she's in. So they got it right. Uh, and I, I was shocked that they got it right because honestly, in the voting, she was seventh. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, it's no big deal because clearly the voting doesn't matter if the number one band doesn't get in. And But usually when someone is maligned and that they should have been in and they're not in and they're no longer with us, RIP to Whitney, you know, they might do the wrong thing. But they let Whitney in. I couldn't be more jazzed. She basically invented the national anthem as a spectacle at Super Bowl twenty five. And that's it like was a recording, spoiler alert. What's that? It was a recording. Are you serious? Yeah, she lip synced that. That's... It was fantastic. But she lip synced But like I said, she invented the anthem as a spectacle. Which yeah, oh, without a doubt. With Whitney Houston, like, I don't even think there's a ton to say. Like, it's sort no. of, there's no hot take on Whitney Houston. She could practically have her own wing in the rock and roll. Yeah, thing. she's phenomenal. She could play on any radio station across the dial, like, growing up 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Yeah. You could hear her on the top 20, on the pop, on the easy listening, on the R&B. She could play... Every, you know, her hits transcended. No doubt. And still do. I can remember very vaguely a pod from like three years ago in which Roscoe P. and I were talking to our other buddy, Polly P. All my friends' last names end in P besides yours, apparently. And, um, but, but, you know, Polly P. was trying to say that it's not, she's not rock and roll enough. And I was like, well, it's not really rock and roll music anymore that gets in. But I basically said, put on How Will I Know If He Really Loves Me or I Want to Dance With Somebody at 11.30 at any place full of in- intoxicated human beings and see what happens. From the ages of 10 to 90. And see what happens. Because everybody's yeah. going to have the time of their gosh darn lives, okay? Yeah. That alone, that alone, that kind of energy that she brought, they did the right thing. She's in the Hall of and Fame. She deserves it. Amen. Hallelujah, right? 100%. Like, case closed. That's it. It's a... It's um, in hindsight, it's a little bit embarrassing that she wasn't in already on a first vote. But uh, you know, I'm not gonna. We've got a, we've got bigger fish to fry. Look, we're here to celebrate Whitney and her career, and uh, fantastic, right? Who do you think? Who do you think is going to sing her songs at the event? Oh, see, this is the best part, and I didn't even write this in my notes. But the the best part when somebody you know unfortunately can't be there themselves, 
is that they do a great star-studded tribute to the work of that artist. And Mm -hmm. to think about all of the women who, and men even, everybody, who Whitney influenced and who love Whitney, I don't even know where to start in my guessing. I just think it's going to be fantastic. Like, but and it's not even all, all the people that she, the you know she's influenced and who admire her, but who has the uh, the guts to cover her to like to to stand in for her? There's only a handful of people that could really do her justice. Do you have any thoughts on that or no? Well, I mean, the one who's I think has stepped in a handful of times is Jennifer Hudson. Um, that's a little tired. I, I I bet you you will see something like an Ariana Ariana Grande. Um, It'll be it'll be multiple people though. Phil That's what I mean. Team. You're going to need about five artists to try to do Whitney justice, and 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 you know, and that proves how good she was, and how yeah. value how uh, how warranted her induction is. Uh, here's a question. Yeah. Um, will Bobby Brown be in attendance? The over under on that is point five. I don't know. I think he's a game time decision. Uh, I. I hope not. I don't think he will be. I, I think it really ended poorly uh, with between him and her family. So I would say uh, so. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he watches from afar. That would be great. Yeah. Um, okay, let's shift to the notorious big B.I.G. Mm-hmm. Biggie Smalls, as we like to call him. Um, to me, this was an absolutely a no-brainer, but I was mm-hmm. also worried. His voting was not high, which is fine. Uh, but the Rock Hall snubbed LL Cool J as recently as last year, and they've snubbed LL like two to four times. Um, yeah, I, I'm no statistician. Yes, but I'm sensing a trend in some of these votes. Agreed. <laughs> uh, where Dave Matthews Band is getting the most votes, number one, far and away, and like six and seven are Biggie Smalls and Wendy Houston, two people who like changed the game. Correct. In their and so, but, but my point is. Because I, I think there's an argument that LL Cool J is another person who kind of ch- took the game to another level. I think we talked about him last we year. Sure did. The, we sure did. We sure did. Sure, maybe. Sure. Okay. Like, like I said, he took the game to another level. Biggie changed the game. Right? Changed and, the conversation. Correct. And so Biggie should be in thousand million percent absolutely first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. No questions asked. The amazing thing is he, he put out basically two albums – of like material while he was alive, and they were double albums, they were big time, but that was so good, so seminal, so of the moment, and so lasting that again, no brainer, first ballot Hall of Famer, and I'm so pleased that we don't have to opine on him being snubbed because uh, it would have been. We don't need that. We no. don't need to be having. Yeah. Uh, so again, no, it, they did the right. Stand in for him. Yeah, they did the right thing, which is great. Like they did the right thing, which shocked by because of how many times they snubbed Whitney. And Janet, and we can all agree that the white, the Rock Hall is way too white and way too male dominated, and yes. and it's nice to see them start doing the right thing. And by by and I, I, by that I mean the best artists are getting in, not like the fifth best version of Led Zeppelin getting in because the fans like yeah. them. You know, I, and I will say to the to in defense of the Hall of Fame, you know what, rock and roll was very heavily white and very heavily male for the you know. Yeah. First, for multiple decades, um, who I'm really criticizing now is these fans who continue to vote yes. poorly. <laughs> that that is uh, well, where, and, and I think that's the kind of the cannon fodder for why the top vote getter doesn't have to get in. And we'll get into my hot take on on why else. But like, all right, cool. But anyway, okay. So let's get into the middle of the pack. 
you know, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, Doobie Brothers. Um, I don't feel badly about any one of them. I clearly voted for Nine Inch Nails to get in. Um, they did. Again, I think it's pretty ironclad that Trent yeah, took I it. I would say I did a little bit of like some light research. I, I did. I was looking in something like T Rex, trying to the trying to poke some holes in my own theories that they're terrible, and I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, but I, I bounced around like, hey, let me revisit Nine Inch Nails because they had a moment when I was like, they kind of hit big. Uh, and became a thing when I was in my like you know in my high school years where yes. you remember everything. Um, and I went back and I was like, they're really good. Like they were really ahead of the game too. Like they changed the game, the, con- the covers, and were super influential on like you know when you talk about Rage or any of the new metal bands. Sorry, this might be a strike against them, but like they did it before Marilyn, Marilyn Manson and Slipknot and. Oh, yeah. um, Corn and all those other, other bands like that, and not only did they do it first, they did it better. Um, right, and it was way ahead of the game. Like it's, if they came out with those first couple albums now, quite. I'm I'm not going to lie, I haven't really listened to their last five five albums. I'm out, Fair. I'm out of the game. Fair, um, but but those first couple albums, one that had the most heat that everybody knows about. If they dropped now, they would be huge. Right. And you hit on a you hit on an important point that I want us to revisit with T Rex later, which is they did it. Uh, Nine Inch Nails did it first, and they did it better. And yeah. just because you did it first doesn't mean you get into the Hall of Fame. Okay, we'll come back to that later. But I feel yeah. great about Nine Inch Nails, and, totally. and, and, and I'm excited for their performance. Too. Yeah, that'll be that'll be phenomenal. And Trent Reznor's gone on to do all kinds of cool stuff from soundtracks. I mean, I think he did the music for. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is very recently. He's done a lot of yeah, film he's like scores. A legit genius. Yeah. 100%. Who has five kids, I found out in my research. Also interesting. Yeah, I would not have said that. Right, me neither. He seems like a guy who's probably got one and done, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, well. I was wrong. Good for you, Trent. So, Doobie Brothers, interesting sure. band. Okay. Let's go, Doobie Brothers. What are you, you feeling good about it? I had, my parents had about four cassette tapes in, in the station wagon. <laughs> it was Billy Joel Turnstiles. It was James Taylor's Greatest Hits. Um, it was Amy Grant, Oof. right when she was still a religious singer, not when she went full country. And mm. then the fourth one was Doobie Brothers' Greatest Hits. Um, so how I, came for to care, yeah, how I came to care about music, I have no idea, because it was not bred in me. Um, but the Doobie Brothers seem to be always around. Yeah, uh, they were always on the radio in the car. They were on What's Happening and on and the most famous What's Happening episode. Um, they when reruns recorder falls out of his jacket. I don't know if you recall that. Yes, one. of course. Okay, the two part episode, um, and they've got a bunch of good country rock hits. Did they? They didn't change. They're not Biggie. They're not Whitney. They're not Nine Inch Nails, and that they didn't necessarily change anything but they hit a moment in the 70s with this you know country bluesy rock yeah um and they were a multiracial band which is sort of ahead of its time there wasn't a ton of them in the 70s correct still not um but i they hit the moment at the right time and they made a lot of good singles and yeah I, I say sure. That's a, well, it's a good band. And then, like you said, they flipped it from like a southern type thing to like uh, Michael McDonald fronted jazz, smooth, almost like 
pre-Yacht Rock type thing. They took Leonard Skinner and Allman Brothers and made them accessible to urban populations too. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you could hear that music, not just below the Mason-Dixon, but you could hear it and then you could hear it in cities too. And it was cool and it was fun and it had a groove to it. Right. So in some ways it's kind of like, why did it take so long for them to get in? Well. I mean, they're not first ballot Hall of Famers, but like it's, you know, maybe we've appreciated their influence as, as a collective further down the line. But anyway, yeah, it's a solid choice. I, I, I think the time is right. And I think maybe they, they have been in the last, you know, 20 years or so underappreciated further. I think their music is still good. Sure. It yeah. really, it really is solid. It holds it's, up. It holds up. Yeah, it does. It does hold up. Not, half, for, not half, for everybody, but it holds up. Yeah, half the deal is does your stuff hold up. So Depeche Mode, interesting band in that I don't think either you or I are here to say, man, did they blow my mind, and of course they're going to get in. But like the bands we've kind of talked about here, they s- kind of made like synth pop a thing, right? And Yeah. And they've got actually, I was listening to some of their stuff today, uh, a little trip down memory lane. I had an au pair when I was a kid. From she was from Northern Ireland. She was big into. Oh, mode. I didn't know you were fancy, Gavin. Oh, oh you fancy, huh? <laughs> and uh, so Donna, shout out to Donna. She definitely liked Depeche Mode back in the day, and that was my initial exposure to Depeche Mode. And I mean, for what they were doing, they're they're incredibly good at it. And you know what? I would much rather sit here and defend Depeche Mode. Um, with Whitney and Biggie and Nine Inch Nails in and be like, yeah, Depeche Mode's kind of like that, like modern, that, that, that English new wave wing of the Hall of Fame needed another member and here we go, right? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with it. I'm fine. I, I wouldn't have voted for them myself, but I'm not, I'm not mad at, at it. It's fine. I never loved Depeche Mode. They were okay um, sure. to me. But I, I can appreciate them. I think that they are a more commercial version of the Smiths. Um, okay. and they have a, you know, a bigger, a bigger, wider following. Their following is has always been pretty rabid, and that's shown by. Have you seen that? There's like a concert documentary coming out about Depeche Mode. Time very timely. Um, I have not. Yeah, it's. I don't know if I saw it on Amazon or something where they follow like three or four. Like rabid Depeche Mode fans, like ones from Argentina, ones from somewhere in Europe, ones from you know Canada, and they like follow them on a, a world tour. Like currently, the Depeche Mode's still touring in world tour. They can still like do stadiums and like. By the way, everything. that to me is one of the best things about when they induct these bands that guys like guys or gals like you and I, people who like you and I who don't really follow Depeche Mode, the right. fact that there's enough people in the world to fill stadiums. 40 years later and that they're still doing it and that means that means they're probably going to crush it when they perform live at the hall of fame induction which by the way they're gonna make they're gonna make the doobie brothers look like old 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 men and that's my point if you're still doing it if you're still doing it like i'm super excited to have you perform live and get into the hall of fame also this is the first year 2020 that hbo is going to show it live Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So in the past, it they, they the show is in like April and it comes out in May or March and whatever. They edit it down, whatever. This year it's going to be live, so it's pretty cool. All right, nice. So anyway, I'm all I, I'm good with Depeche Mode. Yeah. Um, I'm not good with T Rex. You're wow. not good with T Rex. Um, wow! 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 T Rex. For those of you who don't know, which is probably most of you, 
Uh, their their best known song is "Bang a Gone." Parentheses, get it on. I, I would I would interject that their only known song is "Bang a Gone, Get It On." And I thought that was by Manfred Mann. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you had asked me uh, four or a week ago who sang "Bang a Gone," I would not have guessed T Rex. Yeah, I would have said Thin Lizzy, maybe. Yeah, I thought whoever sang "Don't Bring Me Down, Bruce." Also sang "Get a Bang a Gong, Get It On." Yeah, and I can't um, even tell you who sang "Don't Bring Me Down, Bruce." It might be Man for Man. It might be Tin Lizzy. It might be Pat Benatar. It's not Pat Benatar. You may have just made up that song, as far as I'm concerned. Correct. So anyway, but nonetheless, here we are. These guys stink. I'm sorry, they stink. They, I agree. I really thought I was like, oh god, I must have really missed the boat on T Rex. And the more I dove in. The more insane I got. There was no terrible. boat. There was no they're boat terrible. to miss. No. The boats. No. The boat sunk. Sixty-eight to seventy-seven. Their by their band came out. They did four psychedelic albums from sixty-eight to seventy-one. Let me correct you. Psychedelic folk. So <laughs> psychedelic folk albums uh, to nary nary an award, nary a, a listener, um, and then they broke out in seventy-one, and I think that with their whatever album was and they had bang it gone yep and the lead singer who all you hear about whenever you whenever you google t-rex the first sentence is about mark boland their lead singer who was one of the founders of the british glam rock movement yes um nonetheless he only created one song that's listenable yep and i you know what i don't care if he influenced the new york dolls or if he influenced the pixies right or you know, because those bands aren't in the Hall of Fame yet either. So, what have you done, Mark? This is not the uh, Art and Fashion Hall of Fame. This is the Rock and yes. Roll slash Music Hall of Fame, and you've barely done anything that registers. Yes, and so that's what I wanted to say about doing it first and doing it best. Just because you invented glam rock, you're not even better than Poison, dude. That's it. Like, Poison had multiple commercial hits. That's my point. Commercial hits are not, that's not the metric, not the only metric, certainly. And Poison should not be in the Hall of Fame. No, not making that sure. I yeah. guitar about as well as C.C. DeVille. But, you know, uh, here we are with T-Rex. I'm sitting here talking about T-Rex on a Saturday night. I, I, I That's what I'm mad about the Hall for. Yeah, and so T-Rex took someone's spot. And that's, you know, and I, I get the influence thing. I remember last year when Roxy Music got in. And yes. Duran Duran inducted them and said, without Roxy Music, there is no Duran Duran. And, and I get this whole idea of like the bands that influence the bands that are actually good are in some ways worthwhile, at least to those bands. But when I dug deeper on Roxy Music, I was like, oh, here are two more songs that I knew existed that I just didn't happen to know were Roxy Music, which at or, least gives them some viability of like, oh, they're better than I thought. T-Rex. Or you'll dig in, you'll dig into some of these groups and you'll find maybe not like, oh, I didn't know that was them, but you'll hear like, oh shoot, that's a It's a good song. That's, a, that's not a terrible song. Or, yeah, that's kind that sounds I can't believe that came out. I would have guessed that came out twenty years later. That sounds pretty impressive. Correct. Um got none of that from T Rex. Yeah, when I spot checked T Rex, it was bang a gong, get it on, and like six songs that I never want to hear again. Mark Boland whisper whisper singing whisper rock singing into the mic every song like there's these it's the same thing and i love heavy guitar music like i that is my 
wheelhouse. When I'm at a concert and there's a big, heavy guitar, I really get excited. I didn't know about that, that about myself until I was actually at a concert. And I felt, I was like, it's great. It was the best part. This is heavy guitar music. This is made for my lame butt, and it stinks. Yeah. And, like, we don't, we don't typically get on people who are past their prime on this show. You know, like, no, I don't want to kick I'm people. I'm past my prime. Well, we're agreed. And so we have perspective, right? Like, we're not, I'm not here to take shots. And when we do take shots, it's usually at somebody who's in power or at their apex. And we're just, you know, trying to, like, find some, like, little little, little holes in the story. But I am going to pile on that this is – we're going to do a separate podcast one day titled Who is the Worst Act Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And right now, John Mellencamp might have a pass from me. Because I hate John oh. Mellencamp. And that's my own thing and whatever. But my point is... Listen, I'm not here to defend John Mellencamp, but you're wrong about him being the worst. But Well, I am now. For sure I am now. Because T-Rex, T-Rex is, is the worst. In a conversation. I think what you're trying to say is that Mark Boland died 42 years ago this year, and the world's a better place for it. Oh, wow. That's, is that what you're saying? Is this that what you're is saying? When, this is the, uh, the, the obligatory Dan O'Brien boxes me in and... It's really good stuff by you. It's why you're a good pundit. Anyway, I I just want to pivot to the person who got ripped off. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? That That's the thing that makes me a little bit more upset is that it's, like you do a deep dive on T-Rex and you're like, man, these guys stink. And then you do a deep dive on one or two people who didn't get in and you're like, holy cow, this person's under pressure. Let me give you the stats on oh, Pat Benatar, God. and then I'll let you go for it, okay? Okay, okay. Pat Benatar was second in the voting, okay? Just from yeah. the standpoint of the fan vote. Oh, wow, that's great. I, I'm happy about that. I didn't know that. Yeah, but she, from 1979 to 1988, which is nine years, right? Maybe ten yes. if you want to call it. She had eight gold albums, including six straight, the first six, going platinum. Wow. She won four straight Grammys for Female Performer of the Year in the 80s. I did not know that. In the 80s, going up against Cyndi Lauper, Madonna. The list goes on. Tina Turner. Tina Turner, yeah. Whitney, I mean, whatever, right? Now, this is more of a throwaway, but her video, You Better Run, was the second ever to be on MTV. After, oh, you're such a jerk. I had that stat, too. Okay. And, <laughs> and frankly, her Love is a Battlefield video is just is treasure to the 1980s, which I didn't even research. I just am saying from my heart. So We remember it, yeah. So this woman, this singer, this superstar, who only was beaten out by the incredible Dave Matthews band fan base, got snubbed for T-Rex. Dan, yeah. try to help me out here. Or just tell me whatever you want to tell me. I don't even know what to do next. All right, the first thing I'm going to tell you is when was, like, her, Pat Benatar's, like, real wheelhouse, her arc when she was really nailing it was basically, like, 79 to, like, 86, yeah. right? Yeah, Like, when it was, that was that, so when she was super hot, like, that area. Yes. So about a decade later, um, I was the guy planning the, the high school prom, and I uh, was able to coerce slash trick people into getting We Belong about nice. 15 about fifteen years after its sell-by date uh, to be the, the theme song to our high school prom. Um, and it was, in hindsight, a terrible choice because it's not really a slow, danceable, one-on-one. It, you know, even the slow parts are not really dancing 
you have to still move a little faster than you should be. Yeah, um, no, it's not a terrible choice by a high school junior or senior, but the fact thank that you. the thank fact you. that you wanted to do it proves a point. I I've been carrying the flag for Pat Benatar for at least twenty five years, um, probably thirty. Um, she's unbelievable. Her her greatest hits album is should be in everybody's iPad pod. <laughs> um, or like that, it is. It was one of the first CDs I had. It was a staple. It you could play it. There's so many good songs on it. There, like you said, "Love Is a Battlefield." Love, it was a battlefield. Like it's a great song. "Hell Is for Children," dark song about child abuse. Uh, yep. Very controversial, but she was not afraid to go there at the height of her fame. Never. That running with the shadows of the night. Great song. He comes on the radio all the time. Still good. Hit me with your best shot. Obviously, everybody's heard an all timer. A billion times we've heard that song. It's an all timer. It still holds up. It's a good song. We belong. The worst prom song in 1995, <laughs> uh, but an amazing song. Still great. Song. I listened to it today with my son in preparation. He didn't care for it, but he's only seven. He has terrible taste. Yeah. Um, by the time he's a junior in high school, he'll want it for his prom song. Let's face the facts. God, you know, listen, do as I say, not as I do. You know, I'm going to try to get get in front of that. Um, Invincible, <laughs> the hit from the legend of Billie Jean. Yes, that's right. That is such an underrated song. That is still so, so good. And any but France, as you're listening to this podcast, I want you all to download Pat Benatar's Best Shots, her greatest hits album. Start with Invincible. It's still a banger. It's so good. And she, um, yeah. still, still pumps me up. And you know what I just Heart, thought? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the last big, big hit, Heartbreaker. Oh, my I mean, God. Like, she, I, she's not in the Hall of Fame. That's unbelievable. She, and also, you want to talk about influence, like T-Rex, okay, they, like, they were influenced. They're basically in because they were, they influenced Bowie a little bit. And Bowie is so powerful and such a force yes. um, that they get some shine off of it. Correct. But if you were to walk into any high school across the United States between 1981 and 1986, two out of every three Caucasian women had a Pat Benatar haircut. And that's exactly, you know what you just did? You just brought me to the thing that I thought of, which is they literally refer to her look in the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, it was, it was a complete look for at least half a decade. Like, in a movie that was about a certain point in time, one of the characters said to another, there are three girls at Ridgemont High who perfected the Pat Benatar look. So, like, in a movie about a time that was is still very much on par with, or in the zeitgeist of what the mid-'80s were like in the Valley of California and therefore across America, Pat Benatar was, like, the queen bee. Yeah. My sister had it in 85. I know that. There was a lot of Pat Benatar haircuts. Yeah. The, yeah. That, that's it. So, like, don't talk to me about influence or reach or music. She hits all those bases. Um, the thing is, is that she, it's not that she disappeared. She's stopped being as popular. And, again, I'm not going to say that I've listened to any of her music since ugh, 80. Like, any, anything has come out post 88, 89. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't listened to it, so I don't know. I'm an idiot. But she did enough from 79 through the late 80s. Well, um, I mean, if we're going to sit here and say that, and, again, 
unanimous decision to put in Biggie Smalls. But yeah. he w- he did two huge records in the 90s. And okay, he's no longer with us, but just because Pat's still alive doesn't mean that those nine years from 79 to 88 don't matter. No. no and I'm sitting here talking about T-Rex bang a gong. Right. Meanwhile, the woman who sang Shadows of the Night with that video is, is on the outside looking in. What world am I living in, Gavin? And that's what I mean. I mean, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, to quote Dr. Peter Eggman from the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, uh, here's some little tips that has nothing to do with her candidacy for the Hall of Fame or her music. Okay. Uh, Pat Arazuski, she was born. Patricia Arazuski. Who knew? Great Didn't name. Know. Great name. Married her high school sweetheart at 19. Huh. Divorced her high school sweetheart right before she got famous, too. Can't see. I didn't uh, see that one coming. Yeah. Uh, but then married somebody from her band in 82. They have a couple kids. Uh, it's a love story. Beautiful. So let me yeah. let me ask you this because I know that you did some work on this. What's done is done. You know, the concert's going to be in May. We'll probably do a show to review who did well, who didn't do well, etc. Um, right. We didn't talk about who who would probably do the big, the, the, the notorious B.I.G. tribute, just like Whitney, but it will probably be awesome. And my guess is Puff Daddy is going to be involved, a.k.a. Sean P. Diddy Combs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he'll be orchestrating that thing. I don't know if he'll 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 be he'll have his hands all. Over He's in the mix. Right. It'll be it'll be it'll yeah. be uh, it'll be sponsored by Sirac Vodka for sure. Now, yeah, yeah. Who do you have in the horizon as bands that'll potentially get in? Because that'll probably lead into one of my hot takes in the whole fan vote fiasco of this year. All right, I, I'm glad you asked, Gavin. And this is going to be a wild ride. There's going to be some ups and downs. Can't wait! Uh, Can't wait! So, so buckle up, everybody. Uh, I'm going to start high. Next year, 2021, the new new people who are eligible. Uh, and we can talk at the end about like some people who are still on the bench ready to come in sure. from past years. And also, real quick, may, may I add, uh, Nine Inch Nails was eligible since 2014. Huh. So I think that's interesting. It took them six years to get in. Uh, not not the biggest uh, oversight, but I just, I just found that of note, you know. Yeah, worth noting uh, for sure. All right. Anyway, here's a list of some of the bands, uh, good and bad. I, I didn't write these in, in any order, uh, but I think you know there's some some that are less likely to get in than others. Okay. Next year, eligible number one, Eminem. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Time flies. Time flies. Yeah, I know, right? A lot of these these are all going to be some time flies issues. Fat Boy Slim. Okay. Knock it out. Fiona Apple. Oh wow! Ghostface Killer. Hmm. Uh, Limp Biscuit is eligible. Is eligible next year. Uh, so cast your votes. Uh, Max. Actually, really quick, I'd rather see Poison in than Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Anyway. I don't want to see either. We don't. Not, I don't think. We yeah, don't we, see we don't need to live in a world where either are in. But I'm just saying. Yeah, boy, boy, I'd put Poison. I mean, I have a lot of Poison on my my iPod. I don't have any. Uh, Limp Bizkit. Correct. Okay, sorry. So Maxwell's right. Maxwell. Maxwell. Maxwell, who you could actually make. You could make an. Uh, I like an, Maxwell an a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, do I think it's going to happen? No. But, I, you know, he's, he's good. Uh, Matchbox 20. Modest Mouse. Okay. Nickelback. Nickelback. Get ready for uh, some wars there. People are really There'll be a fan vote on that one for sure. Yeah. Here's one for the, for the Euros. Robbie Williams. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. He's got a lot of fans not in America, for sure. Come on. That Millennium album back in 2000, he oh. was all over MTV. Absolutely. Um, Shakira, Spice Girls. <laughs> it, now, it gets a little dark here for a little while. Uh, Fountains of Wayne, Fun Loving Criminals, Lit, Primitive Radio Gods, Stained, Not a Surf, Leanne Rhymes, Spoon. Spoon, who actually might have a chance. Leanne Rhymes might have a chance, too, just based on all kinds of she stuff. Had the, she had that one hit. She had one hit. All right. Uh, you know, nah, she's good. Um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Get ready, guys. I 2021. Can't. It's going to be dark. Okay. Those, like, I, I didn't write everybody's name down, yeah. but I definitely wrote the biggest All right, why don't down. we talk about the bench a little bit? Okay, yeah. That's, that's where I think that gives a little bit of hope. Yeah. Man, can, I, can I just add? I wrote like six people down for 2022 too. Just so. Oh, give it, give it to us. Yeah. Yeah. Two years down the road, Creed, Missy Elliott, P Diddy, Will Smith, Wyclef, Smash Mouth. Um, so it's a little. Right, there's a little. There's a little bit in there, but not a lot. <laughs> something there. Yeah. But you know, for all those, don't don't lose hope, everyone, because it's not just about who's first year eligible. It's about who's on the bench, who's still there to be put in. Yes. And I think the hall plays some of these things well, like a Pat Benatar, who, you know, they can bring in in a weaker year. Um, And like we said, like we, we both voted for Soundgarden. They're still around next year. Yep. Uh, So you got Soundgarden, Pat Benatar, Kraftwerk, which we already talked about, which they can pull in and, well, and they've got a play. thing. They they invented like a, a style of techno music that was pop yeah. sensible. So that's a thing. There's nobody that's going to be like, no, not craft work. They shouldn't be. And people will be like, oh yeah, okay. Well, get nobody it. gets mad at somebody who is the best version of a niche thing. They get yeah. mad when somebody is like the ninth best version of a mainstream thing. Or the the fiftieth, like correct. Zero. Sorry, yeah, ninth best is a shot. Uh, but yeah, all right. People that are eligible come in. Craft work, Oasis, The Smiths. Jethro Tull, who I don't care for. No, I don't think should not enough, but they're, but they're better than a lot of the new ones. Yeah. MC5, Judas Priest, Willie Nelson. Oh, uh, Willie Nelson and, should be in. Yeah, Willie Nelson's not in. I think most of it is because they think it's too country, but I mean, well, I think he transcends. Totally. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, as we spoke. New Order, uh, which will be the next. Uh, new Order slash Joy Division, you know, those. Yeah, two, for sure. Probably do the same thing. The Pixies, Sonic Youth, John Coltrane is not in. That's ridiculous, uh, too. Yeah. Beck, The Replacements, Weezer, Smashing Pumpkins, Rage Against the Machine. These are all big, good bands, yes. I feel like. Yes. And so I think what you see when you get a Dave Matthews, Pat Benatar, top two vote getter snubs is one, Dan's point being made, you've got to save somebody for the next year and the next year because – you know, Limp Biscuit and Matchbox 20 Hall of Fame just doesn't sound good in the same sentence, you know? No, no, no. That's, and that's not going to happen. Let's not scare right. these. Are, but number, these are tenuous times. We can't scare people. Like but number that, two is somebody who's now voted and who now does a podcast about this, which has nothing to do with why I get their emails, but it's the voting part. They're always looking for donors. They're always looking for benefactors. They're always trying to kind of gin up some buzz, right? So in a year where you can induct... Biggie and Whitney and Nine Inch Nails and a good good old standby on the Doobies and you bring in the Depeche Mode boys and friggin' T-Rex with all the David Bowie friends fans out there. 
The snub of Dave Matthews Band especially, and it's, the Benatar backlash should be bigger, but Dave Matthews Band is still so, like their fans are still so into it. The story was in USA Today, which I know print is dead, but like this is the story of Dave Matthews Band not getting in is getting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame more attention than the bands who got in, which is, you know, in the entertainment business, it's a good business plan for, for like future years of interest. It's a good thing to get in the, you know, it's a one day story if you just talk about who got in. If you snub the number one vote getter and the number two get vote getter, especially Pat Benatar, who should be in, people are talking about it, and they're ticked off that T-Rex is in. That's good for business, and that's my take. Well, this is where I'm going to disagree with you on Dave Matthews. That, like, Not that they shouldn't be in at some point, but there's, there's first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh-huh. Uh, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer. You think of the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Springsteen, whatever. You know, Whitney Houston should have been a first ballot. Correct. Biggie was a first ballot. That's that makes sense. These are these are game changers. Yeah, groundbreaking. But, you know, absolutely. Elvis, you know, all that kind of stuff. Dave Matthews Band will should I guess and will be in the Hall of Fame. I'm fine with that. I've been to their concerts multiple. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had they they under the table and dreaming was a transcendent album in the mid '90s. Everybody had it. Yep. It's still it's still very good. They put out good stuff out since then. Their fans are just a little kind of losers, but you know, it is uh, what it is. Yeah, but it is what it is. But I, I I hope they get next year. But I did not want them to be a first ballot Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. entry. I'm totally totally fine. And actually, I encourage the the Hall of Fame going against the fan vote because the fan, their fans are like rabid and probably like went all in on the online vote to you know totally stop the ballot box. And that should not be anywhere near um, the biggest influencer. Yeah, no, and I actually, I, I'm not actually, like, I'm a little shocked that they didn't put in the number one or number two vote-getters just based on the fact that Benatar is so solid. Um, but I, I, I'm not here to die on the fan vote matters more than, like, who gets in, especially because I'm a big fan of that. Like, Biggie came in 15th place in the vote, but he was – the best available artist in terms of like, he's a first ballot hall of famer for a reason, you know? So I don't mind that Dave got snubbed. I'm just saying that there's, a, there's so much energy around it to your point about the fans, right. but it's really good for business. Honestly, to, to hold them out like two or three more times, you know, like really get people. Make it, create some buzz, make it a thing. Like, but like Bon Jovi got snubbed like 10 times, you know? And whether you like Bon Jovi or not, John Bon Jovi is one of the biggest rock stars of the you know of the last forty years, right? He's- I'm not realize similar vibes between Bon Jovi, like, totally di- not totally, but very different music, uh, but similar vibes between Bon Jovi and, and Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, I like I'd their hits. That. I've seen them both in concert. Uh, they're they're very good. My parents approve of both of them, <laughs> uh, but their fans follow them around and are nerds. Sure. And so, okay. and so that's all. I just think it's, and so like, you know, my favorite part about Roscoe P wanting to come on and, def, and, and get upset about it is that I can think of like three or four artists that Roscoe P hates, which it's nonsensical why he hates them. Like, just don't listen, but don't worry about it. And one of them is Dave Matthews Band. And he's going to come on here. And that's, I'm glad to hear it. The irony is very thick, but Roscoe's a big believer in the fan vote and he feels like they got, they got jobbed. So I'm interested to hear what he has to say. The only other band that I know Roscoe hates is Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Correct. Uh, 
would he would he ask him this question when he talked to him? Would he have come on a pod to argue for Bruce Springsteen if well, he had gotten dropped? Yeah, my first question for him is between Dave Matthews Band and Bruce Springsteen, like who who you taking? You know, like. I know his troll answer. He'll want to do a troll answer, but I, like the uh, I want his honest answer. Like I'm not even, and I'm not sure what it is. I know he'll like say Dave Matthews right off the bat just to be like, haha. But he might actually believe that too. He he might, but he doesn't like Dave Matthews either. And what's funny but he is hates I Springsteen. I think both. I think this this. I think disliking both is pretty. It's just a tough hill to be on. Like you could not like Dave Matthews, but you can kind of just ignore him. And with Springsteen, it's kind of like. Dude, he's just critically like everybody likes him. Like if you don't like him, it's okay. But like, there's no way. There's no. There's no hot like zag. There's no hot zag to just hate Bruce Springsteen, which yeah. is a really interesting stance for the old Roscoe P. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Dave Matthews thing is good for the Rock Hall. Keep them out hey, as long I, as they can. I also just want to add one more thing because I don't want to leave it on like a bad note because I gave the. 2021 and 2022 and it was a bit dire you know although we do we do have trans-siberian orchestra to look forward to next year god stuff the ballot box everybody uh all you christmas heads out there i mean they just Uh, play christmas songs to heavy metal it sucks (laughs) uh well you know in addition to like this a a relatively deep bench that, that the the hall of fame is curating here 2023 Mm-hmm. Looks really interesting in that the t- the groups that are becoming eligible: Coldplay, okay, Destiny's Child, ooh, Lauren Hill, ooh, Britney Spears, wow, in in sync. So we're getting into that part. It's gonna get yeah. It's gonna get interesting. It's gonna get very right because you got to make a lot of choices, and I think it's one of the reasons, Dan, that like. The Whitney's are getting in, like the Janets, people who aren't quote old school rock and roll. Because where the A listers are coming from in the next ten years, you're not going to hear a lot of guitars in there. Oh no, no. And also, their live stage performance probably won't age that well. Like you can even like who are the, like the Zombies and people like people who are seventy years old playing rock music. It it doesn't necessarily hold up. It's not great, but they're still very good at their craft. They can play their instruments, and it's it's. It's impressive, even if it, like I said, it doesn't hold up well. To watch people who 25 years ago made their bones, like... Singing and dancing, mostly dancing, yeah. Singing and dancing, mostly dancing. And, you know, singing was even a little bit of a stretch sometimes. Seeing them, how they're going to perform at age 45 and 50 um, is going to be curious. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Dan, I'm here for it. Yo, 100%. And I know you're here for it too, but like... You know who is going to be great? You know, I bet Destiny's Child I bet oh. Destiny's Child does not get in, and they put Beyonce in, like, whatever, two or three years later, and then she gets in as Destiny's Child later. Dude, if I'm her and she can kind of call her own shots, i probably lobby to just go in with them first. Don't you think? I don't know. Like, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks got in with... Obviously, she got with Mac, Mac, and yeah, then she bro. got in last year, which is, by the way, amazing. Thanks to Arpod. Yeah, th- thanks, yeah to thanks to Arpod, right? But either way, yeah, Beyonce's definitely going to get in twice. Wait, wait, wait. So you, is it looking like Beyonce is going to be the second woman to get in twice now? Yeah, I mean, well, like, who 
Unless they, do, unless they make amends with Diana Ross, who got in with the Supremes but is not in together. Unless they make amends with Tina Turner, who is in with Ike and Tina but not in on her own. See, I, kind of Tina Turner should definitely. No, they both oh should my God, I, I almost cursed. I almost cursed on this pod. That's how upset I am that Tina Turner. Like, so they got to go old school with some people and make a few amends. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cindy Lauper's not in. She could get in. I would, I would, yeah. She, I mean, Cindy Lauper's great. She shouldn't get in twice, obviously. But uh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think she's ever done any of this. Correct, correct. But no, I think, uh, I think Beyonce is absolutely, in terms of new people who aren't in yet, positioned incredibly well to get in twice. But I would also make the argument, not to make this pod go on too much longer, but Destiny's Child is probably Hall of Fame eligible because of what Beyonce's done, like since. Like, they were great, but they also had a rotating lineup for a long time. Yeah, they went from, like, four to three. To five, to four, to three. Yeah. Four. Yeah. They, yeah, they were a... They were en vogue. Yes. Maybe, maybe a little better. They were a rich uh, man's en vogue, and then their lead singer became the biggest superstar. But now they're famous because, yeah, because Beyonce's Beyonce. Yeah. Like yeah, if, you're right. Maybe, maybe Destiny's Child doesn't. Yeah, like if Don from In Vogue became Beyonce, we'd be talking about In Vogue getting in twice, you know. But and I'm only wow. I'm only using Don's name because she's in a Fife Dog verse from Tribe Called Quest. So like, Beyonce transcended her her group, which did have a ton of hits and did introduce us to her. So that one I'm actually very much here for. And that's a great that's a great like. But Beyonce's a Hall of Famer for sure. I can't believe you just pulled the first name of somebody from In Vogue out off the top of your head. That is, I know you explained how, but like that is amazing. It felt great. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> the voice is well, coming back. The voice is coming back. We're getting married in seven days. Let's pull Woo! out some In Vogue references. Let's go for. Let's go for it. Wait. So I've got six more pages of notes. Let's really get it. Oh yeah, please, everybody. If you want to take a bathroom <laughs> break and no, 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 uh, listen no, no. to us, I'm, a... I'm just kidding. I will say one last thing that in my research of people who are not in, yes, I'm. I mentioned this very briefly to you. Steve Winwood. Oh, yeah. On the bench. He's in for traffic. But Steve Winwood was in the Spencer Davis group. He was in traffic. He was in blind faith. He had a very successful solo career in which he sang Valerie, Back in the High Life, Higher Love, Roll With It. Uh, I think there is a case to be made for Steve Winwood to be in a second time. I agree with you. Steve Winwood... Yeah, he's made it in like four different groups, including one that's Hall of Fame worthy. And also, no, no, no. he's only he's only made it for traffic. Well, no, my, my, oh, I'm sorry, I meant made it like he he made like oh, he, he yeah, made himself known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so he's only in for one of those. But I do think like he's the common thread. He's fantastic, and the higher love song is making like a re, like a reemergence now with oh. a Whitney Houston sample on it. Like Whitney Houston sample by Tygo. Yeah. Uh, also, Valerie. There's been two songs in my life that have actually gotten my non-dancing body out into a dance floor. The verse is Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other one is uh, Eric Pride, Call On Me, oh. with the hook from oh. Valerie. Also, when I invented the song, called, the dance, called Total Excitement, uh, the day after your wedding in Philadelphia, it yeah. was to that song. So. It's one of the greatest dance songs of all time with the hook from Steve Winwood. Can I give you a really fun glimpse into next weekend? Yes. You're going to hear that. Excellent. I'm going to dance. It's going to be good. I'm going to tear an MCL. If we're lucky, (laughs) that's the only damage that'll be done. Hopefully. 
going to have a lot of 40-year-olds trying to act like they're 27. Oh, that's a great look. I hope there's some videotape. Thank goodness for video. All right. Hey, stick around for a minute. We will catch up. Everybody else, Hall of Fame bound, and we're going to get a little appendix version from Roscoe P. on the DMB saga. So, Dan, thanks for being on as always. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Absolutely. PhilBusterFreestyle.com. Check it out, baby.